with this image of water and repentance and baptism. Would you please stand in reverence to the reading of the gospel if you are able. Also invite those who are watching online or on television to do the same if you are able to do so. Hear these words in Mark's gospel beginning with the first verse of the first chapter. The beginning of the good news, good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole of Judea countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. And then in the ninth verse, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And then this 15th verse, the time, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in good news, good news. This is the reading of God's word for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And you may be seated. This is the day the Lord hath made, and thank you for taking your precious time to be here in person. Uh, it's so good to be able to speak to people, uh, but I'd also give thanks for all of those who are watching online and by television. Thank you for being present and giving of your time this morning. I was in a church a few months ago, and I was greeted by people at the door, and of course everybody had a mask on, and there was this wonderful sign beside the doors you went on, as you went in. Behind this mask is a smile. Behind this mask is a smile. So I trust that behind the mask of the people I see today, the people on television and online, there is a smile, for we have good news. I want to give thanks to Dr. Jay Cooper and the staff and the congregation, this wonderful congregation of First United Methodist Church of Montgomery, Alabama, for this opportunity to share on this Sunday, especially since we have experienced a week like none other in our lifetime. Now, Jay invited me to come several weeks ago, and our purpose for being here then and today is baptism of the Lord Sunday, a time of remembering our own baptism. And through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. And all of this is God's gift offered to us without a price. Yet, friends, we come on the prefaces of a week like it's hard to describe. COVID cases, um, record numbers. Record numbers of COVID deaths. And then all of the events of this week have been overshadowed by the event that happened in Washington on Wednesday in the Capitol. Unbelievable time 
You've heard it said many times by now, Happy New Year. But did we really get out of 2020 into 2021? It was like when December 31st came and the, a new year was becoming, we were so excited because there was a, a vaccine that uh, was going to be coming and we were looking forward to 2021 and we still are that vaccines will be distributed and we can get back to a more normal gathered life than we have experienced this last year. We were hoping that the, the tensions of, of, of what has happened around uh, racial unrest and political unrest and that the political election was finally over. And it was like there was this great hope that between December 31st and January 1st, it was just going to be like something new was beginning. However, we're looking at most, most difficult times as we move forward. Christmas wasn't that far away when we looked and remembered Luke chapter 2, verse 10. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. News. Since January 1st, the news has informed us that COVID cases and deaths continue in, in, in numbers we have never seen to this point. Continued racial tensions over shootings and killings. The political this scene this week is something none of us in our lifetime has ever experienced. The last time the Capitol was breached was 1814. And then that pan the, the last pandemic before this one was 1917. And then it appears that we're seeing so many images of 1950 and 1960 and the racial tensions of our country. And I don't know about you, but don't you just want to ask God, God, why do you got to do everything in one year? You got to do everything in one year. Think about all that we have experienced and the trauma and the pain and the suffering and the hardships. The images of the Capitol being overrun, destruction of furniture, offices being ransacked, five people lost their life, have left many in disbelief with the range of emotions, and this is what is so tragic, the range of emotions from anger to happiness and everything else in between. It begs, us, it begs us to answer this question. Do you want to hear some good news? Do you really want to hear some good news? For if you stay tuned in, I pray you'll hear good news. But if you really don't want to hear it, maybe you need to tune out. For if the news that you see so often in front of us will discourage and depress and, to be honest, break your soul, when we see our health system in America breaking to the point of being chaotic, to see those scenes of doctors and nurses that are so overwhelmed, a vaccine distribution that has gone so poorly no one could have scripted it to go so bad, domestic abuses on the rise, there's economic hardships for many. Politically, we are now a 51-49 society. Our education is, system is stretched to the max in trying to do and to educate children and adults. Suicide rates continue to go up. Mental health is people are suffering, and mental health is a huge issue, and it's going to be for a long, long time. 
And then guns and ammunition sales are up at rates that we haven't seen in a long, long time. But friends, the good news. The good news that I want to share today and that Scripture proclaims to us, it will transform you. It will revive you. It will give you a second chance. It'll give you a third chance. And some of you need a 20th or a 100th chance. It'll give you. This good news will change your behavior. It'll change your mind. It'll change your life. This good news will move you to love your neighbor even though they don't deserve to be loved. The good news will move you to forgive those even when they don't deserve to be forgiven. This good news will allow you to be drug-free. This good news, like a, it's, it's like a country and western song from years ago. You know, when you play a country and western song backwards, you get your wife or your girlfriend back. You get sober again. You get your dog back. You get your job back. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, this good news is transformational. We call this good news amazing grace. And John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, had a definition of grace. It was threefold, but it's all one grace. He, he described it first, and only Wesley describes it this way, but it's so true as you read the scriptures. It's God's prevenient grace that pursues you even though you don't have anything to do with God whatsoever. And God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus into the world and offers us forgiveness of our sins paid without price. And then when you come to accept that amazing grace of God's grace pursuing you, we call that justifying grace. You read it so much in Paul's writings as well. It's when you come to accept that for yourself and to receive that and to be a follower of Jesus. But one of the keys for, for this amazing grace is, is what's called sanctification. We read that throughout the New Testament as well. This sanctifying grace is how you live that grace out, that God has pursued you, you have accepted that. And the good news is I am going to follow and it is going to transform my life. Mark 1.15 says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. In the very beginning of the, 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 the scriptures in the Old Testament of Genesis, beginning in chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And while a wind of God swept across the face, face, of the face of the waters, then God said, let there be light. And God saw that light was good, and God separated light from darkness. We move this morning in our gospel text with Mark saying, in the beginning is good news of Jesus. But the question still begs us, do we really want to hear good news? It's interesting that, that Mark's gospel begins with in the beginning and moving to John the baptizer and then moving to the baptism of Jesus. There's no birth story here. You have to go to Luke and Matthew to get that. Mark is the oldest gospel recorded that has been written and in a sense that when Matthew and Luke and John were by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit being inspired that they probably had the gospel of Mark in front of them as they wrote those inspired words from God that we have today in the canon of the Bible. In the very beginning, we draw way, way back, quoting Malachi 3.1. And the prophet Malachi was quoting 
The, old, the prophet Isaiah, which draws us even further back. So we go way back to talk about this good news of a messenger that comes that's preparing the way. And that is John the Baptist, who, by the way, was Jesus' cousin. And if you read Matthew's first chapter, you see that wonderful story. It's a baptism of confession and repentance that John is, is providing. But one day Jesus comes along and Mark begins to tell us that Jesus goes down into the Jordan River and when you look at the Greek meaning of baptism, baptismo, it means poured. Because there's a lot of theological debate on baptism, right? Do you sprinkle? Do you immerse? Do you pour? Well, we as United Methodists, we say you can do them all. Because it's an inward and spiritual grace of what God has done in your life. Friends, I've been down in the creeks. I've been down in the lakes. I've been in the rivers. I've been at altars. I've been in hospital rooms. I've been in homes and administered the sacrament of baptism so that people would experience that good news, that transformational good news. When I was a young pastor, and at that time I had a lot of hair and it had color in it. Maybe you can imagine that. Don't get lost in the sermon, though. I was called by one of my church members to come to the intensive care unit of Children's Hospital in the city where I was living and serving. And she told me, David, there is a, a young family here. And they've had a, a child who's five days old and it has multiple health problems and it's not going to live much longer. And they want their baby baptized. And so I went to that uh, hospital. I entered that room and I, there was the mom and the dad and... Um, there was this nurse that had called and there were several other people there and I looked down in that crib and I, I could not I couldn't see a baby all I saw was machines and tubes and then the nurse picked this little baby up and all those tubes and everything came up and she placed them in my hand, placed this baby in my hands, this boy whose name happened to be David. They didn't name it after me. He was already named David before I got there. But David means beloved, and that's how they, they wanted to name their child. I took this little David, and I took water, and I baptized him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. David lived 364 years days but the beautiful good part of the good news in this very difficult situation was when I get to heaven and you get to heaven I'm going to meet this David who will have no machines no tubes will be free good news I had a call from a pastor a few months ago who said I have a, a church I have a a member of my church who's an ICU nurse, and she's been sharing the gospel with this uh, uh, patient, and he's dying of COVID, and he wants to be baptized, and there's no way that I can go, and they won't let anybody in. It's just the nurse, and but he wants to be baptized. I said, this is what you do. She takes the phone in. You FaceTime. You share 
and the questions of baptism. And then that nurse will take water and place it on his head and you will baptize him in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So you can't stop this good news. There's no pandemic. There's no isolation. And we're all a priesthood of believers, friends. And sometimes it takes a village to get one person to know Jesus. Verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. But I still continue to ask you here, everyone listen, do you really want good news? Because if you really want this good news, and if you're around Jesus long enough, you will believe. And if you believe, it will change your life. And you will be a different person. Corey Tim Boom, a Holocaust survivor of Nazi Germany, said, There is no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. Amen? Through the sacrament of baptism, you are initiated into Christ's holy church. You are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and spirit. This is a gift that's offered to us freely. It's what it means. It means is that when we receive this gift, we renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness and reject the evil powers of this world. We accept the freedom and the power that God gives us to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. You see, this good news changes us, for we believe in God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. When I read scriptures and when I have this this power of God's Holy Spirit through the, the, the cleansing of our baptism. I have power to forgive those who hurt me. I have the power to overcome all forms of addiction. I love my neighbor as myself. You see this all through the, the, the scripture readings, especially the New Testament. You see people like Matthew, who I mentioned a moment ago, one of the disciples. He had no chance of ever getting right with God. He, I mean, he'd messed up so bad. And maybe somebody here listening today or you're sitting here in the in this sanctuary and you just feel like, you know, I, I, I've just been so, I can never get right with God. And many people are reaching that point where they just feel like they don't want to live life anymore. And Jesus comes up to Matthew and says, will you follow me? And that same spirit is driving and moving in, in, in front of us to say, I am here. Will you come follow me? Psalms 84 proclaims to us that we will walk through valleys of weeping and have we not walked through them and we may walk through many, many more. Some of you have walked through what Psalms 23 proclaims, that I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. However, we remember in that scripture, I will fear no evil for surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Friends, our nation is divided on so many things. Churches are divided on so many things. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote in 1967, We have neither peace within nor peace without. Everywhere paralyzing fears harrow people by day and haunt them by night. Our world is sick. Yet I love the African-American spiritual, that wonderful song, This morning was a good getting up morning. This morning was a good getting up morning and when you hear good news and you believe it changes your heart and your life and friends, church, the time is now to live out the good news and proclaim as Mark said in chapter 1 and affirm your baptism. The church needs to be church. This, this congregation and many of you who are listening today, you are, you are doing tremendous things in sharing the love of Christ and meeting the needs. I mean, as we saw it all over, the, all over the U.S. where people were feeding people and 
This church helps do those and many other things. You're, you're, you're changing, you're helping your community, but I'm here to tell you, we're going to have to do more. We're going to have to give more. We're going to have to give more of our money. We're going to have to give more of our time and our energy and our skills because there is such great need. The job loss was the greatest in December than in eight months prior. We've seen the great need that people have that are going hungry, but yet the church has shined, but yet the church has much more to do. Because of this good news, do you really want to hear it? We will rise up and help people realize that we were all created in the image of God to live together as brothers and sisters. The good news will move us to a day when people of color in this country and the world will be judged on the basis of their character and not the color of their skin. And we've been saying that for a long time. The good news proclaims us and challenges us. We've got to do better. We must live it out. The good news will move us to create jobs for the jobless and fill empty stomachs everywhere. The good news will fulfill as Dr. King's dream was, and I love this image, that one day justice will roll down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Friends, that's good news. Good news that fills the hearts. Our prayer is that good news will fill the hearts of our nation's leaders of Congress, our president, our state houses and community town halls to work for the common good of all people in spite of our differences. The good news will release you from your anger. It'll release you from your hurt. And friends, some of us need to be released from our egos. We need to be released from our passive aggressive behavior and our narcissistic behavior. I'm going to write a book on narcissistic behavior one day. The problem is I don't want to read it. Narcissistic behavior and passive-aggressive behavior is destructive behavior, and we need to be freed from it. It is the good news of truth and hope and peace and promise and eternal life. People have said we need to pray. We do need to pray. We need to pray without ceasing. We need to pray for peace and forgiveness and change, yet it's time for our prayers. It's time for our prayers to start walking. It's time for our prayers to start talking. Isabel Wilkerson in her book, Cass, proclaims that one of the great sins is the evil silence. The evil silence when someone is treated unjustly and no one says a word. And she takes us back not just to systemic racism of the United States, but she takes you all the way back to the caste system in India, to Nazi Germany, to present day. The evil of silence. It's time for our prayers to start walking. It's time for our prayers to start talking. It's time for our prayers to listen to those who are different from us and have opinions that are not our opinions because that's what Jesus would do. And in the midst of that, if you just hang around Jesus long enough, you would believe and your life would be changed. When I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds God your hands have made, I see the power throughout the universe displayed. And I, when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die because, you see, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world, I scarce can take it in. 
that on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin, and peace like a river attendeth my soul. When, sea, when the sorrows like sea billows row, whatever my situation, the good news is, it is well with my soul. What joy shall fill my heart? And I will bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great thou art. Friends, this is the good news. And you know what about the good news? The best is yet to come. Because we're living in this world, but we're not living for this world. We're living to enter the gates of heaven. And in the meantime, God has entrusted us to share the good news. Do you really want to hear good news? Because when you receive and wrap your life in this good news, it will change your life. And that, my friends, is the good news. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.